Uh, my mom is always worried I'm going to get canceled. Really? Anything I do, anything I could do. I make a joke about, like, okay, I make, like, maybe a joke about John F. Kennedy or, like, a political figure or something like that. And my mom is, my mom, it, uh, rightfully so, if my mom listens to this somehow. Rightfully so, I understand why she's nervous all the time, but, like, I think sometimes I have a lot better grasp on the Internet. That was Xander Favaza, a student at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. He's been creating and sharing videos on the internet since high school. Fast forward five years later, he's showing no signs of slowing down. UMass is a large school, comprised of tens of thousands of students. These young adults stay in touch with their fellow classmates and friends in creative ways, with social media being a popular option. The class of 2022, for instance, has a Facebook group with 4,895 members. But in the four years since I started my own collegiate journey, a new social media platform has found its way onto the phones of thousands of students across the country. My name is Sarah Abdelwahid, and you're listening to It Happened in Amherst. In this episode, I explore what it's like to be a college student with viral status on one of the world's hottest new applications. TikTok a Chinese social media platform through which users can create and watch short-form videos has transformed the social media landscape. The application began under the name Musical.ly in 2014, and Chinese tech company ByteDance bought it in 2017 and created TikTok as we know it today. According to a Forbes article from September 2021, one billion people use TikTok per month. That's one-seventh of the world's population. And Emmeline Weeks, a sophomore at UMass, is one of those users. I'd like to say that I was one of the early people to have it, <laughs> which was very much not cool at the time. But now everybody has it. And I had it my like junior, senior of high school, which was 2018. That was a bit ago. And I thought it was like the coolest app and nobody had it. And I was like showing all my, or nobody our age had it. Like I feel like younger kids had it. Um... And I would show everybody all the hilarious videos. And I thought that it was the easiest way to get famous because I was like, videos blow up so quickly. So I thought it was my claim to fame. The user-generated and algorithm-driven format of TikTok means that anyone can create a video with the potential to go viral. But today, going viral isn't measured by the same metrics older social media platforms like YouTube and Facebook used. On YouTube, having a video get a couple thousand views is a big deal. On TikTok, people go viral much more frequently. With the amount of time that users like Weeks and I spend on the application, there is an expectation of seemingly endless content. But on the other side of our TikTok for you pages are the creators that keep us entertained. They can seem like actors, living a picture-perfect aesthetic lifestyle, far removed from everyday life. My name's Xander Favaza. I'm a sophomore, and I go to UMass Amherst. But sometimes, they're just like you and me. I would say I just make stupid videos on the internet. Hey, what's up? I'm Xander. Guys, I'm doing an interview. Isn't this cool? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Oh, hello. <laughs> Those are my friends. That's Brandon, and then that's Alex. Nice to meet you. Favaza is an outgoing and friendly guy. His height, paired with his loud and easily recognizable voice, make him hard to miss on campus at UMass. When I first met him and his roommate, their funny banter stood out to me, especially when they launched into stories like the time they almost burnt down their dorm room. 
No, our first fan. Yeah, our first fan was it's lighting so on fire. No, it like started smoking. It it, yes, like, I'm not like even something kidding. Something was like melting or burning. Oh my god! After yeah. running it for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm low. No, I remember. I, I remember. No, it was so hot that night too. I was like, just leave it on. That was probably such a stupid idea. We didn't. I don't think we, we didn't. No, we didn't left, leave it on. We just uh, sweated. My it friend in. was like, "What smells like something burning?" We smelled yeah. the back. We felt like the back of it's like I burned my hand. Favaza's sense of humor is what makes him stand out online. At the time of this recording, he has more than 187,000 followers on TikTok and has amassed more than 15 million total likes. I found it incredibly difficult to describe Favaza's humor. At times, it's almost like middle school toilet humor with a Generation Z twist. But he also loves to make jokes about words that pop up in real life whether a company name or an academic building name on the UMass campus. When my mom found out, I'd have to like, my mom would be like, he makes little videos on the internet, and um, how do you explain it to her? So now I have to like explain it to my family, you know what I mean? And it's like, some of my videos are not like appropriate for me to tell my grandma what I'm saying, so <laughs> I sometimes have to like explain it like that. But I would say I just make videos on the internet. I, did, I actually didn't even make the account. Uh, my friends made the account for me because I would post a lot of like videos on my private Instagram just for my friends to see. My friends were like, these are so funny, why don't you just post them to everyone? So they made me an account and started making me use the account to post them. Favaza's TikToks carry a special tie to the UMass campus and community, more specifically in the Southwest residential area. Most of the videos on his account are filmed inside his shared dorm room there. Favaza's most famous video, which has 1.4 million likes, shows him standing outside the John F. Kennedy Dormitory Tower in Southwest. You can listen to his joke for yourself. Look at how tall this building is. That's 22 floors. And guess what? It's a college dorm. <laughs> really blows your mind. Makes your head explode. Causes you to be assassinated. In the video's comments, a slew of users remarked that the video is set at UMass. Commenting to stay on UMass TikTok, one user wrote, Rule Minutemen, another comment reads, referring to UMass's mascot. In Favaza's case, the appeal of his content is comedy and humor, but TikTok features much more than that. Chefs use the app to share recipes and food, artists use it to document their artistic process, and dancers, like this viral tap dancer here, use it to show off their dance abilities. I'm Madeline. I'm a sophomore here at UMass. So I started dancing in preschool um, and I just did recreational dance through fifth grade and then in middle school and sixth grade I joined my studio's competition team uh, and I realized that I liked tap. I realized I was good at it. I was also in my high school's band uh, since like fifth grade so that I had a, a musical ear I could pick up on rhythms which is important for tap um, so yeah I joined my studio's competition team I got better at tap uh, and I started competing a tap solo freshman year and I did that all through senior year um, yeah it's my favorite style and it's what I like to spend the most time on weeks was all smiles as we walked through her building to her dorm and she told me about what it's like to live there when we approached her room, we encountered her twin sister, who waved at us. She lives just a few doors down from her sister. I love to hang out with my friends. Um, I love reading in my free time. I'm a part of the 
uh, the tap dance team here at UMass, so I have rehearsals for that. She too has quite the TikTok following, 228,000 followers at the time of this recording. But rather than basing her content on comedy, she creates dance and lifestyle videos. Day posts short clips of her practicing tap combos in her basement or studio. Some of her videos feature her dancing with a popular song playing in the background as she taps along. Some of her videos feature no music, just the sound of day dancing. Before I posted my videos, I would like make up combos in my basement, like on my tap floor, um, just for fun. Like it was something I would do to help uh, practice uh, like tap technique if I didn't want to necessarily practice choreography I was going to perform. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was lower stress. Um, and then like one of my friends, uh, she told me I should just post a video and I did and it was like, I don't know what number video it was, but it was one of my earlier videos that like it went viral and honestly that made me not want to post again. I was kind of overwhelmed, but I kept making the, the videos and posting them from time to time. Day first went viral from her tap videos in late 2019, receiving 19,000 likes on a video of her dancing over a song by Noah Cyrus. Since then, she has mixed up her feed with vlogs from her days as a student in Amherst. Day starts them with a shot of her opening the blinds in her shared dorm room, followed by a sequence of her making the bed, a typical college to an XL. Her original motivation for these new types of videos was boredom. The only times I've made those videos is when my roommate has had to go home, like for personal reasons or for COVID reasons. And then I'm just alone in this room and it gets boring and it gets lonely. And I have just extra time in my day that I would like normally be talking to her and stuff. So that, that first one I made, I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just make a little silly little TikTok. And I didn't, I don't know, I didn't think anyone was going to see it. But it was, it was more like a for me thing and mm -hmm. I was bored. Yeah. And that, I don't know. They're, they're fun to make. It's nice to look back at them at the end of the day and be like, oh, I guess I did something today. <laughs> Her room's aesthetic speaks to her ability to make viral lifestyle content. On her bed, the pillows are layered, neatly arranged in the corner. Between the room's two small windows, a shelf hangs, adorned with knickknacks and fake plants. Photos of her friends and family line the wall above her bed, clipped to a string. I don't know, I have a lot of um, pictures on the walls because when I came here in the fall, I was like, I'm going to miss my home so much. So I have all of my friends from home and Aww. stuff like that. It can be hard to conceptualize just how many people watch videos from TikTok's most popular users, and with the random selection of the algorithm, any video could become a viral one. This virality has taken some getting used to for day. I don't know, sometimes I forget that I have like over 200,000 followers because not every video gets tons and tons of views, and so sometimes I just forget that I could potentially be showing this to a large group of people and I'll like post a video and then I'm like, wait, maybe I want to change that to friends only. Like, I don't know. 
The logic and programming behind TikTok's algorithm remains a mystery to everyone except those at the corporation, and it's hard to anticipate what's going to blow up. One of Favaz's recent videos surprised him by getting one million views. The short piece shows him sitting in his dorm room, describing the story behind his newfound UMass straw sailor hat, the kind sometimes referred to as barbershop hats. It has a maroon ribbon decorated in the front with the word UMass. They got sweatpants, they got a sweatshirt, they got a t-shirt, they got a pair of slides maybe, they got the lanyard, they got everything. I own one piece of my college's merchandise. I do not know when they sold this thing because when I found it, it was covered in dust behind like a little alleyway in our campus store. When I brought it up to the cashier, they were confused what it even was and if they were selling it. Um, it's awesome. It was $35. I think I think it was worth it. So That's all it is. It's just the hat, um, which I bought, which was pretty funny. I found that, like, a while ago, and that was the first time I made a video about that hat, and I guess it did well. It, like, didn't... It did pretty well, actually. Yeah. What's that, a quarter of a million likes? Yeah, it has, like, almost a million views, which is weird because, like, I posted it, and I had, like, 20K, and, like, I didn't think anything of it, and then, like, I woke up one day, and I was like, what the heck? This video... I was like, this video's a week old. I was like, why is it blowing up today? Yeah. Content creators wrestle with the enigma that is TikTok's video distribution as they create their videos. For some insights into the app's mysterious algorithm, I turned to UMass professor and social media expert, Ethan Zuckerman. I'm an associate professor in public policy, communication, and information. Most of my experience is from industry. I helped build one of the earliest social media companies. Zuckerman's experience with social media dates back to the 90s, long before tech companies like Facebook and Instagram became the giants they are today. He worked for institutions such as the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and Harvard University before making his way to UMass, where he's now the director of the UMass Initiative for Digital Public Infrastructure. TikTok's fascinating because it sort of takes all of what we know about existing social media and turns it up to 11. Um, so on Facebook, you're following friends that you've chosen. You're following um, topics that you've decided to pay attention to. It's mediated by an algorithm, but at the end of the day, you know, you sort of chose who we were going to pay attention to for at least 80% of the content. Um, and, and Facebook, in fact, has, you know, written essays about this. Uh, their head of policy says, look, you know, uh, don't blame us if you don't like what's for dinner. You were the one who went out and did, did the shopping, right? You, you bought the groceries. All we're doing is preparing the meal. Um, that's not true with TikTok. Uh, with TikTok, you are getting more or less pure algorithmic selection. And um, TikTok is making guesses based on your behavior at what you're interested in, what's the next thing you want to pay attention to, what do you want to follow. And you're sort of surfing on this pure algorithmic wave. The way creators use TikTok also differs from other social media platforms. On YouTube, another large video sharing platform, users vary drastically in the structure and format of their videos. Some YouTube creators make 40 minute long video clips uh, chronicling a challenging video game playthrough. Others share short four minute skits. On TikTok, on the other hand, creators have just recently been granted the ability to make three minute long videos. The majority of videos on the app are far shorter than this as the application began with a maximum video length of only 15 seconds. 
TikTok videos also largely revolve around ever-changing trends, whether it be a dance challenge or a certain audio that goes viral. You know, people are endlessly creative, but people really like having a script to participate within. And so if you can sort of prompt and say, here is the way that I would like you to interact with that, you will often get even more interaction. TikTok can very much be a blank canvas. And geniuses are good with blank canvas, but most of us aren't geniuses. Most of us need something to react to, something to comment on, something to play with. That's something TikTok does extraordinarily well. It's created this whole culture of participation based on, sure, we'll give you the first line of the poem, but then you start adding in from there. Whether or not viral TikTokers possess a secret genius that the rest of us don't is a question for another time. But they're also normal people, regular college students with hobbies, the people living three doors down from you in your dormitory. It's a poster from the X-Files. I love the X-Files. I don't know if you know X-Files. I do know that. Really? Yeah. In Favaz's dorm room, model cars lined the top of a shelf above his desk, joined by a yellow spoon that was once featured in his TikTok account. On the base of his desk, a monitor is set up, and a gaming controller sits beside it. A variety of Lego models are arranged across the desk, too. Legos is my favorite thing in like the world. I spend way too much on Legos. I've got, like, what? One, two, three, four, five sets here, and I've probably got, like, 80 back home. The room, which I recognized from the background of Favaz's TikToks, shows just how normal of a college student he is. But with a following as large as his, the pressure to create TikTok content can get stressful with his college lifestyle. I make less TikTok videos and I have less energy to make TikTok videos when I'm at school. Yeah. Um, every time I'm at home, it's like every second of the day I'm doing it with my friends because it's just fun for us. Like many college students, he finds himself procrastinating and putting off schoolwork during the academic year. But TikTok remains in the back of his mind. A lot of times, like, I realize, like, uh, if I, like, am sitting there, like, not doing any work or whatever, and I'm, like, just procrastinated, and I like, procrastinate for an hour, I was like, well, I could have thought of something funny and posted it, and maybe I would have enjoyed it. And, but then technically more productive than I was just sitting here, you know what yeah. I mean? Having a significant TikTok following as a college student can be a lot to think about and balance with work, school, and friends. While both Favaza and Day don't consider themselves to be famous or influencers, they have been recognized in public for their TikToks. In the wake of videos that have gone really, really viral, I have had people stop me and go like, did you make that TikTok? And that was the most bizarre thing ever. Um, when did that happen and where did that happen? I, it was one of my tap videos. I was still in high school and I went to a conference and I had three people at that conference, like, ask me, are you Madeline from TikTok? And I was like, oh my God, that's the weirdest sentence I've ever heard. It's fun to have people know you. And like when like today I was just walking around and people were like, oh my God, like I see videos all the time. Like, really? oh, uh, it happens, uh, today it happened like five times. Uh, and it's fun and exciting. And like, sometimes you feel like, oh, like I don't want that to go away. But it's just like knowledge of like, I like I've seen other YouTubers, like they die off, it just happens. Things die off, and like fame doesn't last forever. So, I try and keep that in mind a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll try and keep it as long as I can, and as long as I'm still funny. Favaza has grappled with fitting his new viral status into his college lifestyle, but he's open-minded about the new connections he's made since gaining popularity on the UMass campus. I think about that sometimes. My friends sometimes ask if I'm worried about like cloud chasing, or like someone being like, "Oh, I'm just gonna be friends with him because he's cool, he's popular." 
I don't think I'm ever worried about that. I think I show like kind of my real personality on the app a lot of the time. So like, if you like my videos, you are most likely gonna like me as a human being. Um, but it's something I sometimes think about. I sometimes worry about, but mm -hmm. I try not to because I try and think that most people are good people and they realize that like I'm a normal guy. I'm not famous. I'm not special in some spe like crazy way. For It Happened in Amherst, I'm Sarah Abdelwahid. On the next episode of It Happened in Amherst. Finding a place to live in Amherst is difficult. It's hard for UMass students who aren't guaranteed housing after freshman year. That was another issue with the income as a grad student. There's no way that I can make three times more than the average rent here. It's hard for non-student residents to keep up with rising prices. I remember when I was pregnant with my youngest son and I was homeless. And it's hard for first-time homebuyers who are outbid by outside investors. Oh, grueling. <laughs> it's, it's been, it has been uh, quite unpleasant. In the next episode, we'll explore the challenges people have faced finding rentals and homes in the area and break down what the Amherst Town Council is doing to address the problem. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was produced, edited, and scripted by Sarah Abdelwahid. I would like to give a special shout out to the professor of this course that I produce this podcast through, Dr. Kelsey Whipple, for providing exceptional guidance and assistance throughout the production process. I would also like to thank the rest of my classmates here at the University of Massachusetts for being some of the best journalism students um, a student could work alongside. <laughs>